Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful to be in your midst, Lord. We ask, O Heavenly Father, as we open up thy word, that you will open up our hearts. We ask that you would guide us with your Holy Spirit, Lord, into all truth, the truth that you have for your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Apologize for the change. Uh, Originally, it was the first angel's message, but uh, as you get inspired... Uh, today it will be the third angel's message. You have to come back for the first. Sometimes we can start from the back and go to the front. But today, the third angel's message. The Great Controversy, page 582, is written by Ellen G. White. From the very beginning of the Great Controversy in heaven, it has been Satan's purpose to overthrow the law of God. It was to accomplish this that he entered upon his rebellion against the creator. And though he was cast out of heaven, he has continued the same warfare upon the earth to deceive men and thus lead them to transgress God's law. Is the object which he has steadfastly pursued. Whether this be accomplished by casting aside the law altogether or by rejecting one of its precepts, the result will ultimately be the same. He that offends in one point manifests contempt for the whole law. His influence and example are on the side of transgression. He becomes guilty of all. James 2 verse 10. In seeking to cast contempt upon the divine statues, Satan has perverted the doctrines of the Bible. And errors have thus become incorporated into the faith of thousands who profess to believe the scriptures. The last great conflict between truth and error is but the final struggle of the long-standing controversy Concerning the law of God. Upon this battle we are now entering. A battle between the laws of men and the precepts of Jehovah. Between the religion of the Bible and the religion of fable and tradition. Satan's anger toward those who keep the Ten Commandments is proof of their importance. Revelation twelve seventeen says, And the dragon was enraged with the women, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Who is this dragon? Revelation twelve nine says, So the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth. And his angels was cast out with him. The Bible says that the dragon is Satan. Who goes to war with those who keep the commandments of God. Where in the Bible do we find the commandments of God? We know them, don't we? Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. But in the New Testament, Christ sums up the Ten Commandments in Matthew 22. 35 to 40. 
Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment of the law? Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the, sex, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus sums up the entire commandments written in Exodus in one word. Love. Love. If commandments to Jesus who wrote the Ten Commandments and gave them to Moses is about love, and Satan is attacking those who keep the commandments, then what really is he attacking? Satan is attacking love, which is the very essence of the commandments. Satan is literally attacking God because God is love. 1 John 4, 8. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Love is a quality of knowing God. If you are walking around and you hate and you have hate for your neighbor, you don't know God. Love is about loving those who hate you. Anybody can love somebody who loves us, but what about somebody who hates us? That's what a rubber meets the road when you can love somebody who can't stand you. Am I right? When you can do this, then you can say, You are a child of God. Saints of the living God. The Bible is about love at its very core. Those who receive the seal of God receive the seal because they have learned how to love. Because they love as Christ has loved. 1 John 4, 8 through 11. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also Ought to love one another. How does the Bible teach us to love? Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to thirty-nine. Jesus said to him, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it: You shall love your neighbor as yourself." Jesus is only given a summary. Of the Ten Commandments found in Exodus chapter 20. You have to read it to get the details. The first four commandments gives us the requirements in detail how we are to love God. And the last six commandments gives us the requirements in detail how we are to love one another. This should give us a new understanding of the seal of God. The seal of God is not only about physical obedience to the law of God, but most importantly, it is about spiritual obedience to the law of God. 
about who we are on the inside? Do we have that love in our hearts that Jesus has in his heart for those around us? This is what will, we, will determine our faith. Jesus has compassion for others. He healed the sick. He fed the hungry. He blessed those who needed a be- He blessed those who needed a blessing, and he rebuked those who needed to be rebuked. And he did it all in love. Hmm? Is what we do done in love? Love is the salt of the earth. It is love that has lost the Savior. We are to love as Jesus loved, looking after the widows, healing the sick, feeding the hungry, and doing it all in the name of love. Love is the key to being sealed. Love is the key to being sealed. We must have that love in our hearts that Jesus had in his, for that love that love for our God and for our neighbors. Revelation 7, verses 2 and 3. Then I saw another angel sending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. What is the sign of us being sealed? What is the sign of us being sealed? Exodus 31, 12 to 17. Exodus 31, 12 through 17. Exodus 31, 12 to 17. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbath you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, for whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, The children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. Galatians 3.29, a little insight there, says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Right? The Bible says Israel, right? Israel is Abraham's seed. So, But the New Testament says, If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seeds and heirs according to the promise. So this promise is for you. When you have accepted Christ, you become the heritage of Abraham. It is a continuing verse 17, and it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. So who's the children of Israel? Those who accepted Christ as a personal, his personal savior, all the children of Israel, according to Galatians 3.29. 
It is a sign between me and you and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. You are sealed because you have that love in your heart that God has in his heart. You are sealed because you have that love in your heart that God has in his heart. The Ten Commandments is about love, friends. If we are to be obedient, if we are to be really able to keep those Ten Commandments, you can't keep them without being loving. You can go through the motions. But these are just words that God has given to us so it gets into our heart. He wants to have our heart. And it needs to be, it's reflected in our, in our actions. You are sealed because you have that love in your heart that God has in heal. And he is the sign of your sealing. The sign of your sealing is your commitment, your obedience to keep the seventh day Sabbath holy and the rest of the commandments. Now, Satan has always had a counterfeit to what God has. Since the seven-day Sabbath and obedience to it is God's sign, representing his seal for his people, what do you think the counterfeit Sabbath is? Sunday, the first day of the week, direct opposite to the seventh day of the week. Sunday worship is a manifestation of the Catholic Church, which is the first beast, the sea beast of Revelation 13. This is her mark. The mark of the beast is the worship on Sunday, the first day of the week, instead of worshiping on Saturday, the true Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, according to the fourth commandment. Has the mark started yet? No. The mark starts what? When it's enforced. When Sunday worship is enforced, that will begin the literal mark of the beast. You know, we are living in a time where we are fast support, approaching this mark of the beast to worship on Sunday, being forced upon us. The United States of America, the second beast of Revelation 13, is already started, has already started the process of enforcing a vaccine upon us that if we do not take, we will not be able to buy or sell. Did we all witness that? Or was I just living in a bubble or something? Or Yeah, we, we witnessed that, right? We didn't take the vaccine. People were losing their jobs. How many people in hospitals did you see lose their job? Because they refused to take a vaccine. What happened to the, what happened to the, first, the first amendment of the Constitution? Huh? What happened to that? So things are changing right before our eyes. Are we sleeping? Now, if they can do this over a vaccine... What do you think they will do over a day of worship? Never in America's history we would have thought it would have come down to forcible taking a vaccine or you can't buy or sell. They locked us up in our homes. When's the last time we've been locked up in our homes in America? You know, some other country, yes, but America? We can see America becoming that beast of Revelation 13. You know, she came up as two as a lamb. Two horns. The lamb was always represent Christ. And then spoke as a dragon. Dragon is always represented Satan. How do you start out being a lamb and then speak as a dragon? This is our country. 
This is our country. Are we, are we waking up? Are we still asleep? This beast, who in the early days looked like a lamb, always represented Christ. Always. And then spoke like a dragon. The dragon is always represented Satan. America is now under the control of Satan himself. Our very liberties that this country was founded upon are now being thrown out the door. Free speech is no longer available. Speak about some of these issues that we have today. See what happened. See what happened. If they don't like what you say, they will shut you down. When in the history of America have the churches been closed? When have we ever had to close our churches? And we close our churches over a disease. The churches should have been more open. From top to bottom, our churches should have been open. But we close them down. So we're going to close them down when they enforce the mark of the beast? Is that what we're saying? If we can close it down for a vaccine, we can, when they start enforcing Sunday, are we going to close our churches down? Where do we stand? Is our love that ingrained in it? Do we have that love for our Savior that we will stay true? This is real stuff. This is real. Our First Amendment rights now are thrown in the trash. If you cannot see the change, then you must have blinders on. Both our president, Joe Biden, and the leader of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, are Catholics. Who are the leaders of America, the second beast of Revelation 13, and they will follow the Pope, the leader of the Catholic Church, the first beast of Revelation, wherever he goes. Isn't that amazing? That America's leaders are both Catholic, the second beast, who worship the first beast, the Pope. If you did not notice last year that both President Joe Biden and Representative Pelosi visited the Pope at the Vatican, August or September, right before the climate change agenda, both of them visited the Pope. When does that happen? That an American president, First in charge and the third in charge, the representative of the House, both go see the president at the same time. They go, go, both go see the Pope at the same time. These are, these are different times that we're living in, saints. These are different times. Have you not noticed the emphasis on climate change? Have you not noticed the emphasis on climate change? Oh, it's just make the world better. It's going to die. The Bible already tells us the the earth is going to end. You can't stop the earth from ending. The earth is going to burn up. The Bible says that the earth will burn up. So why are we trying to save it? That's just, you know, hypothetical question. The earth is going to, God is going to burn it up himself. God is going to burn the earth up with the wicked. Include with this climate change agenda, the Pope will introduce rest on Sunday as a way to reduce climate change. You know, if we're resting, we don't affect the climate change. So let's just pick a day. Let me just just get a coin and just flip it, right? Why is it Sunday? Why not Sabbath? Why is he picking Sunday? And just like the vaccine, 
It will start out voluntarily. Then it will be enforced. Revelation 13, 16. And he calls all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. We can see prophecy today. Others couldn't see prophecy as we see it today. It is happening before our eyes. The vaccine was a precursor. It ought to be an awakening, especially to us Adventists, that where we came by ourselves, we were locked in our homes. Couldn't buy and sell. They shut all the small businesses out, but the big businesses was open. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, the big business can stay open, but the small business is going to be locked up. We have already seen in America people taking the vaccine because they don't want to lose their jobs or their way of life. Most of the people took it because they didn't want to. This is, this is their job, is their livelihood. They, they can't just quit or be fired or whatever. This is only a precursor, the beginning of the end. Thankfully, we still have a court system. So a lot of these people, I don't know if you've been reading in the notes, so a lot of those people who got fired, including the military who was kicked out, uh, some of our judges has result, re- reversed those decisions. But we know that's only temporary. We know it's only temporary. But at least those decisions have been reversed. So you can go back and get your job if you did refuse to take this vaccine that's not even a vaccine. We see today the pressure on us about getting a shot that's not even a real vaccine. And I don't have time to explain that to you, but we have many books out there. We have YouTube and we have so much information out there today that you can get the information you need. And you can look that up for yourself and understand why it's not a real vaccine. The United States of America has made it so your very likelihood is at stake if you don't get this vaccine. How easy will it be for the United States of America to enforce Sunday law? In the same way, friends, the battle has come to us. The war is upon us. Whom do you serve? Whom will you serve? Revelation 14, 9 to 12. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worship the beast in his image and receive his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment Ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image, whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Friends, no matter what decision you make, 
you will suffer persecution and our death. Let me say that again. No matter what decision you make, whether you accept the mark of the beast, you're going to get it from God. Or if you accept God, you're going to get it from the beast. So persecution is coming no matter what decision you make. The decision is whose side do you stand on? And who has the better decision? Who has the better car, you might say? <laughs> Your life is at stake. I mean, do you want, is earth that much to you to where you know you're going to die and that's it? God has given up his only son for us so that we can have a better home. John 14, 1 to 3, I'll go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. God said he will come again for us. We don't have to worry. But the one thing is sure, you will be persecuted. One way or the way, it doesn't matter whose side you're on, you're going to be persecuted. Make the best choice for your life. If you refuse to follow the beast, the United States of America, in its enforcement of resting and worshiping on Sunday, then you will suffer. You will suffer. And you will be persecuted. You will not be able to buy or sell. That's coming, friend, and it's real. We saw it already. God has given us insight. We have seen it. So this is not something fake. You will not be able to buy or sell. You will suffer. Get ready. This is not no, I'm not, no, no happy time or whatever. We, we live in the end times, and we have to be ready. This is real. But, but, I love a but. <laughs> Those who refuse to follow God, will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is worse. Hmm? Poured out with full strength into the cup of his indignation, you will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. I don't know about you, but I've been burnt before, and it doesn't feel good. It's probably the worst pain you ever had was to be burned. And God has given you foresight. Look, go through the little persecution that the Satan want to give you because you don't want to go through the persecution that I'm going to give you for not following my son who has paid the price for you. Burning in the fire. Your entire body. I've been burnt just a little bit on my thumb. It's terrible. Your whole body's going to be burnt. God has given you a warning. He wants you to know. He's just... To accept his son, to accept the sacrifice of his son. You will have no rest day or night. No rest. You know, I did have a little rice. I can put it in some coconut oil and ooh, feels better. There will be no coconut oil in hell. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, hey, there will be no. <laughs> yeah, there will be no rest day or night. Can you imagine that? Tormented day and night until you burn up. That's terrible. But God has already prepared a way. He's just telling me, hey, I don't want to do this. I have prepared a way out. I have given you everything. He has given his only son. John 3, 16 and 17. God has given his only son for us. We don't have to go through this. We could just accept his son and we will live in a better place. Have you been in a place where you don't have to pick the weeds out of your garden? The weeds grow. You know, you know, you pick the weeds one day. The very next day, they're back. And they're taller than everything else in the garden. And it's like, man, 
heaven there will be no weeds. <laughs> there will be no weeds. If you worship the beast and his image and receive the mark of his name. By staying true to God's word and following the Lamb of God, you will not receive the seven last plagues that God will send to punish the wicked. You know, they're they getting it twice. They're getting the seven last tw- plagues, and then they're going to burn that the fire is not going to be quenched. God has given us insight. Why would, it, why would we accept that for a little pieces of porridge or... Uh, Go ahead. We've already seen it. And the Bible says, this White even tells us, God will make a way. Did he not provide a bird for, who was it, Elijah? Or Isaiah, Elijah? Elijah gave him food. A bird. You think the same God that allowed a bird to give him food, you don't think we serve the same God today? Where's our faith? We serve the same God today. Revelation fourteen twelve. Here is the patience. Patience means what? Endurance. Endure, saints. God is saying, here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen. 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. You may have to die. You may have to die. So what? The Bible says in Thessalonians that the dead will rise. (laughs) The dead will rise first. Friends, we may have to die for the Lord, but the Bible says we are blessed if we do so. We are living in a time where God's people will be persecuted. Not, Not if. We are living in a time we will be persecuted. So get your minds ready. We will be persecuted. Do you have the faith of Jesus to carry you through? And why do we think anything different? If our example was persecuted, why do we think we won't be persecuted? All the disciples were persecuted. They had some evil deaths. They had some messed up deaths. All of them died viciously. John, probably the worst, in a, in a, and he didn't even die. In a, in a, they put him in a pot of oil and burned them and then brought them back out Oof. the coconut you know coconut world works i know <laughs> you get burned first <laughs> thessalonians 5 8 through 11 verse 8 but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet The hope of salvation. Verse 9. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Verse 11. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing build one another up there's too much going on out there to where we can't build one another up we all have issues and the issues now are worse than they were in my parents day you know we think oh oh my dad used to say it ain't bad i used to walk 10 miles through the snow to get to school (laughs) 
I may not have to walk 10 miles in the snow, but my car broke down. (laughs) (laughs) Or something else happened. You know, but when has anybody been in America been forced to stay at home or lose their job because not getting a vaccine? It's a precursor, saints. God is revealing to us what will happen, not what may happen, but what will happen. Are we ready? Are we prepared? Are we prepared to see our God? Heavenly Father, once again, we're so thankful for your word, Lord. We're so thankful for your Holy Spirit moving upon our minds and our hearts, revealing to us what we need to do and what we need to prepare to do in these last days. The war is upon us, and we are not ready, Lord. And so we're asking for your blood, Lord, over to cover us, to help us get ready, to help us have the patience and the understanding and the comprehensions that we need uh, to go through these very things in our lives. Help us to remain faithful to you until the end. In Jesus' name, amen.